Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 206 of this study podcast. Thank you again for joining us as we continue our study of Alma 36-38, covered in July 20th to 26th of the Come Follow Me materials of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, and we're continuing now to really start into Alma chapter 37. And what we'll do today is we will cover the section which covers verses 6 to 7 by small and simple things, are great things brought to pass. But then we'll also move into the rest of Alma 37, which covers the title, the, the section titled in the personal scripture study, the scriptures have been preserved for a wise purpose. And we'll get to about halfway through chapter 37, which leaves us two more days to cover the rest of 37. And also I want to do some justice to chapter 38. Um, So let's get straight into it. Uh, In Alma 37, we read in verses six to seven, the famous scriptures about small and simple things. And this is used fairly often. When I was in seminary, seminary is a scripture mastery. Uh, I don't know if it's a doctrinal mastery scripture today. It probably is. Uh, But uh, verse six says this. Now you may suppose that this is foolishness in me, but behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass, and small means in many instances doth confound the wise. It's those small and simple things that surprise everyone. Um, You know, the large and great things often don't surprise people because, um, you know, they're very plain and obvious to see. But these small and simple things are important. Uh, we all probably remember the um, story that um, Elder Dietrich Uchtdorf uh, has told about the small, was it 12 cent light bulb in the aeroplane? That because that light bulb failed and therefore the pilots had to focus on whether this light bulb was working or not, that unfortunately and tragically um, an airline carrier crashed and over 100 people were killed. Um, and they found that it was because of this 12 cent bulb being burnt out um, that, you know, this great and tragic events happened uh, and so you know I think that uh, we, we hear that often I'm going to share an example um, a quote given by um, President Dallin H. Oaks though um, with an example which I very much remember him giving uh, and I think it is uh, given in the talk that is suggested by the manual or perhaps it's another talk because I seem to remember that this example was given when I was in my youth and I still remember it uh, but I could be wrong uh, but Uh, He says this, quote, we are taught many small and simple things in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be reminded that in total and over a significant period of time, these seemingly small things bring to pass great things. There have been many talks on this subject by general authorities and by other respected teachers. The subject is so important that I feel to speak, I feel to speak of it again. I was reminded of the power of small and simple things over time by something I saw on a morning walk. Here is a picture I took. The thick and strong concrete sidewalk is cracking. What is the result of some large and powerful thrust? Oh, sorry, is this the result of some large and powerful thrust? No, this cracking is caused by the small, the slow, small growth of one of the roots reaching out from the adjoining tree. Here is a similar example I saw on another street. The thrusting power that cracked these heavy concrete sidewalks was too small to measure on a daily or even a monthly basis, but its effect over time was incredibly powerful. So is, so is the powerful effect over time of the small and simple things we are taught in the scriptures and by living prophets. Consider the scripture study we've been taught to incorporate into our daily lives, or consider the personal prayers and the kneeling family prayers that are regular practices for faithful Latter-day Saints. 
consider attendance at seminary for youth or institute classes for young adults. Though each of these practices may seem to be small and simple, over time they result in powerful spiritual uplift and growth. This occurs because of because each of these small and simple things invites the companionship of the Holy Ghost, the testifier, who enlightens us and guides us into truth, as present Irene has explained explained. Close quote. Now, um, you know, this is a very a, a great another great example of how small and simple things can indeed bring about these great things. Um, you know, and it's those small everyday things that will help us um be more secure and be more uh, feel more grounded in the spirit. Uh, and so whilst they may be small and simple, they are certainly vital and necessary. Uh, and so, you know, I think that we need to remember those things uh, in our daily lives. Um, Hila, uh, Alma is speaking to Helaman here now. He's moved from his kind of chiastic, um, structured, um, almost poetic teaching about his conversion to his son to more pragmatic and practical things that he needs to do. In particular, uh, he's speaking now about preserving the records that have been kept. Um, and I suppose it's not just the records, so that's like the brass plates which he's speaking about, which have kept them in the faith and kept the belief of their brethren, but also the, the records which are being kept now. For we know that there'll be the small plates in Nephi, the large plates in Nephi. We know that, that, that those large plates are being written on by Alma the uh, Younger and so on. Um, and also, I, I assume, Alma the Elder, King Mosiah II, King Benjamin, and, and many other um, kings and uh, prophet leaders as well. So this is a, a really you know com- comprehensive record that is being put together here. Um, and Alma teaches a heathen about how the mysteries of God uh, can be made known if they keep these records. But in verse 11, he says something very interesting and something that I think we can all learn from, particularly as parents, but also just as general teachers or leaders or participants in the church, uh, even pe- even as people who may speak about the church to our, to our friends and neighbours. In verse 11, Palmer says, Now these mysteries are not yet fully made known unto me, therefore I shall forbear. This is interesting, this, because there's two things I, I think about this. Alma clearly is a very in tune and, and spiritually connected um, prophet. Um, you know, to be able to create a masterpiece like Alma 36, to be able to go to these places such as Zoram and meet the Zoramites and Ammonihah and all these places and have such a powerful impact uh, and yet still not know the mysteries of God. <laughs> um, you know, I think that we all um, struggle to to reach to what we think our potential can be. Uh, so I think sometimes we can take a bit of hope that Alma feels that he has many things to learn as well, even at this stage of his life. Uh, but also uh, there is the fact that he says that he's going to forbear. I mean, I think that sometimes we are so eager to answer, we're so eager to solve problems of others that we just try and solve everything for them. And we try to um, answer every question that comes our way about the church. And sometimes the best thing to do Particularly, you know, as when we don't know the the full answer, uh, or we don't have a solution to someone's problem, um, it's just to listen. And actually, as I've learned uh, over a number of years of um, of experience, that actually sometimes, even if I think I do have a solution to someone's problem, it's sometimes best to actually let them try and come to that conclusion themselves, or actually they just want to have someone listen to them. Uh, but thinking about how we can, you know, teach others and um, the mysteries of God. Um, sometimes it is best when we don't know just to simply say, I don't know. 
um, because, you know, clearly Alma feels that this is appropriate. And I think that that, you know, as children grow up and as people come to us um, in church and as friends and family come and ask us about things about the church that we perhaps don't know the answer to, it is the better answer to say, I don't know, but maybe we can learn together. In verse 13, there's an interesting phrase that I um, picked out. Uh, He says, oh, remember, remember, my son Helaman, how strict are the commandments of God? Um, and then he talks about how he said the Lord has said, well, he will be able to prosper in the land if he keeps the commandments. That you, that same phrase that we see come up a number of times in the Book of Mormon, it, see, it feels like you know a covenant for this particular people. Now, it's an interesting word, strict. It feels it feels like it has a negative um, connotation to it. But Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millet explained it like this, quote, The word strict here does not seem to imply difficulty so much as straightness or narrowness. To walk in the strict ways of the Lord is to stay on course, to navigate the straight and narrow path with care and caution, close quote. And I suppose that, you know, it's, we sometimes think of strict as being, um, you know, difficult or harsh. Uh, And it is interesting, actually. I met my new class for September uh, a couple of days ago uh, as, as I'm a teacher. And uh, one of the anxieties that the children had going into year six was, oh, you know, we're worried about, I'm worried about, you know, what, what my new teacher's going to be like. Like, are they going to be strict? Um, and so, yeah, clearly this this word strict has a very negative um, connotation to it and has changed to maybe mean difficult, difficulty or harshness. But, you know, the Lord is certainly not harsh uh, or unforgiving, but he has a clear path set forward. And I think that's what, you know, the phrase strict here is meaning. Um, And I just wanted to close really on something that said in verse 16, a really powerful thing. Uh, Alma says that if you keep the commandments of God and do these things which are sacred according to that which the Lord doth command you, behold, no power of earth or hell can take them from you, for God is powerful to the fulfilling of all his words. He's speaking here about the um, the plates that he's and the records he's meant to keep. And again, we see this if and then um, promise that if we do this, then then this promise will come. Uh, and, you know, I just love that powerful statement. No power of earth or hell can take them from you. Um, it's interesting that, again, you know, it says earth and hell. It doesn't mention heaven, you know, and I guess that's because it's the, the Lord's prerogative to decide what things can and can't be done. Uh, but I think that, you know, it's what a wonderful promise if that if we can be given that promise of no power of earth or hell being able to sway us or shake us or take us away from the things that matter most to us. Um, if we are true and faithful to our covenants and we see that in, in so many of our lives. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening today. If there's anything you've been studying, I'd love to hear it. Uh, you can share them on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And of course, there is the email um which you can email uh, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Please uh, email or comment if you are interested in sharing anything you've been studying or and if you're interested in joining a future podcast episode. I'd love to have another guest uh, studier with me. And so please let me know. Thanks for your time. And until we meet again.